Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. My next guest journey started off the back of a lifelong struggle with alcohol, hard drugs, till he decided to make a change and completely sober up in 2008. Since then, he's been able to create a multi-seven-figure digital marketing and consulting agency, as well as a mid-six-figure software business. So I'm super excited to share his story, how he's been able to overcome so much, and how he's obviously been able to apply that to become successful. So welcome to the show, Bobby Stocks. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, certainly um, grateful to, to have survived <laughs> Uh, this long to be here. Um, and yeah, it's exactly, exactly what happened. I, um, I started uh, partying uh, at a pretty, pretty young age um, in fifth grade. And, you know, it just, um, it just kind of took me from there and uh, struggled with that for a majority of my life until uh, the age of 25. So uh, by the time I had reached that, I actually was um, was somehow mildly successful for the amount of you know hard cocaine. I mean, I was kind of a successful drug dealer for a period of time, um, you know, but uh, never uh, never dip in your own stash. Um, but I, I uh, you know I was a convicted felon, and and things were were really in a bad space for me. Um, and miraculously 2015, I mean, 2008, I had, uh, on February 15th, I had, um, like kind of like almost like a white light experience and I haven't had a drink or a drug or anything like that since that time period. Um, and my, my journey with entrepreneurship really started when I was young. Um, but once I sobered up, it really started to, to blossom inside of me that like there was a possibility that I could build a life that I wanted, right? And the journey of that was extremely painful, right? Like I, if, if we look at, you know, for anybody who's listening, who's, who's either in this journey or they've been to the other side, you know, there's, a, there's like that, that part of it where it's like doesn't even seem possible, right? Like the, the yearning for another type of life and seeing people get there and, you know, and then there's a phase of like, maybe they can do it, but I can't. And then there's the phase of like, okay, let me try to do this. And then you fail and you fail. And that's really what happened with me is I, I like you said, I sobered up in 2008. At that point I was working in the restaurant business and I, and I was actually doing pretty well. It's like one of those industries where you can be like a complete basket case and still do well. Um, and I sobered up and I was a head chef and I was running uh, a kitchen in a country club. And, you know, that's when it really started to eat away at me. It was like, 
I wasn't numbing myself out anymore, you know, which I had been since fifth grade. And it was like something started to come alive in me. Um, and when I was little, I had businesses. Like I'm really good at figuring out business problems. It's what made me really good as a head chef. I became a head chef really young at 21 and ran a kitchen with 20 people. Um, cause I was able to solve problems. And as an entrepreneur, I was younger. I was, it was just always there. I remember having the, uh, the iced tea stand. And then once I got that up and running, I had, a, I made a stop sign. We'd jump in front of the cars with the stop sign, make them stop so that they could hear the pitch. Right. Um, same thing as digital advertising. It's like, <laughs> like what's the pattern interrupt? Is this like little kid with a stop sign jumping in front of a moving vehicle? Um, <laughs> And then once we got that up and running, I started hiring the kids younger than me to, to actually run it. And I would just sit at home and I'd give them a cut. And, you know, so it was like there in me. I'm definitely, you know, it's in the blood. Um, my dad, you know, it's funny. Recently, I was rooting, uh, moving my mom to a retirement home. And we were going through stuff and I found my dad's copywriting because he used to write copy for his own businesses from like the 60s. You know, um, so and it, yeah, it was like i'm gonna frame it like it was a great like flyer uh don draper I, style oh yeah i was like <laughs> I, you know it was like tearing up like when I, when I saw it but um so you know once i got sober like it started to come back up and i'm working at a restaurant i got a, you know it's a full-time job um and then i started to get into like how can i do a side hustle um they call me bobby stocks because i started getting into trading penny stocks and you know uh made a lot of money lost more money than I made, um, over the long haul. But, you know, the adversity of, of it all was like, I got to this other side, I, I you know, I, I sobered up, you know, a lot of my, my buddies that, that didn't are dead now. Um, as that kind of, you know, the drugs have gotten worse and harder. And, um, but you know, I really like, I wanted, like there was things I wanted, right. I wanted to not have to go to a nine to five job. I wanted the freedom of income, right? Like, I just wanted to, if I wanted to just do whatever, you know, I didn't want to have to like, oh, I can't do anything today because I have to go to work or I got to do this paper. Like, it just, it was the boxing in of it all. Like, it's not that, like, I don't like hard work. You know, like, I work 10 times as hard now than I ever did at a job, but it doesn't feel like that for me. Like, I'm excited when I get up. I swear I could, my, my wife's the same way. She's both, she's an entrepreneur now. She used to be in biotech, was a pharmacist. She saw what I was doing and she, she's now we both, we both work in the business. We both build it up, but I love what I do. Right. So that's what I wanted. I wanted to like wake up. No, I was making a lot of money. No, I loved what I do. Uh, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to live in the Caribbean. Like that was a dream. You know what I mean? Like I had all these things and I saw all these people doing it, and I didn't know how to get there, right? So for me, it really boiled over. I stayed in the restaurant industry until 2012, and I started getting like more like the the fire, the hunger, the um, and the sadness of like being stuck in that job. I remember in 2012, like when I really uh, 2011, leading up to 2012, when I really was like, that's it, I can't do this anymore. I would be at work. I would go out back and I, and there was a couple occasions I would just be behind the dumpster and just break into tears because 
I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm 30 years old at that point, And I'm like, I'm going to have to be doing this until 60, 70, the same thing over and over and over again. And, um, you know, my wife just saw what it was doing to me. And I remember she made me a calendar. She wrote a quote for 90 days. Every day she hand wrote a quote and made a calendar. And, and I said, I'm going to quit. Right. And what I was up against was I'm a convicted felon with an aggravated assault or a deadly weapon. I got all these drug charges. I have no college degree. I haven't done anything other than cooking kitchen since I was 14 years old. So like everything that society tells you like, Oh, you're, you're fucked. Right. Yeah. You have no skills other than what it is that you don't feel like doing anymore. I love to cook. I just don't want to do it as a profession. Right. Yeah. And you can't make a ton of money doing it unless you open a restaurant. And that's like the hardest business ever to own. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she was like, I mean, we basically, you know, I'm not like a religious guy, but I am definitely a sp- like a spiritual guy, you know, power of the universe, intention, stuff like that. I got really into a lot of self-improvement. And, um, you know, I just had to believe that like, there was something better, bigger and better for me. And I know what I have now, right? When, in the, when I was in that situation, I knew what I had. What I had was a life I didn't like. I had a situation I didn't like. Now, I knew what I had, right? The possibilities of what I could have was either some more of that (laughs) or the slight chance that maybe I could make it somehow, right? And in an investigation of that, piling up, it was like, I got to go for it. If I don't go for it, I'm accepting miserable mundane, right? And I can't be a hypocrite. Like if I really want that, like I can't dream about it. So many people get stuck in that, man. Like they, they're posting social media pictures of like the, the hut in, in the Maldives or Fiji. And they get that little burst of like, like that little high off of like posting that, right. Or posting like the picture, like the Rolls Royce or something. But it's like, man, it's just like, it just numbs them for a moment. And that was me. Like I was just numbing myself to try to like think of this fantasy and she did it. We were like, you're putting in your notice. You got 90 days and every day I would wake up. Like I had a mortgage at that point, like all this stuff, right. That wasn't making me happy. And it was all like an anchor for my bullshit excuse to not take the plunge. So every day I'd wake up, peel off another uh, motivational quote that you would write. And I did it. I quit the job. And, um, at that point, like I, I was like, I, I was able to get an interview as a financial advisor. Cause that's really a sale, glorified sales shop. I knew enough about stocks that they actually hired me. And when it came down to getting my series seven, I couldn't get it because of my felony. Um, they thought that, that it wouldn't be a problem. Laws had changed. Couldn't get it. Right. So, um, my, my whole journey started with me buying a pit bull. I never had a dog before. I was all lonely. And uh, I was like, got this idea. I needed a dog. I bought a dog. Uh, my, my wife at the time, girlfriend, Rachel, was on me about like, hey, you got to build a fence for this dog or like walk it three times a day because pit bulls have so much energy. And uh, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So 
long story short, I end up building a fence. A guy uh, cracks a joke at me, one of my friends, and he says, what are you going to do? Start a fencing company? And <laughs> I, I thought to myself, like, that wasn't that bad. So I put an ad up in Craigslist, completely forgot about it. Two weeks later, somebody responded to that ad. Um, I went out. I told the guy, I said, look, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't have a job. I can't get any work. Here's a fence I just built. And the guy said, look, I'll give you 150 bucks a day. I'm a contractor, but I've injured. I have a, I'm out on disability because I severed my tendon in my arm. I'll give you the day labor's wage. I'll give you pointers along the way. I built the fence for this guy. He paid me 150 bucks a day. He taught me a lot of what I needed to know about how to actually do it correctly as I did it. And that launched my business. And that's how I got into advertising. I started to realize that I needed to figure out how to get more business, right? So I started learning about Craigslist, how to do multiple postings. I started positioning different companies. So I started different companies, one that was high end, one that was low end, that I would position inside Craigslist against each other by creating all different types of offerings. They would all come back to me, right? 2013, you know, I start learning about Facebook's got ads and I start trying to run ads. I realize, well, I need contact information. I start teaching myself uh, WordPress and different landing page things, right? I get hit by my first webinar on Facebook. I remember uh, it, was, uh, it was a Ryan Stuman uh, webinar and I went to his first event and I learned more about Facebook ads. And from there, I started getting really, really, really good at Facebook ads for construction. Um, we built a fencing company up. You know, I had two different crews. I had sales guys. Um, we, were we were just all from Facebook. I remember one year I spent, the first year of Facebook ads, I spent 2,500 bucks and we did like $300,000 in sales. And I just started pouring it on from there. Um, and in the end, we had a warehouse that was just like, you know, um, and, th and that's like, that's evolved. You know, I realized that like, whoa, like th this marketing thing is like my zone of genius, like marketing business. Um, I, I can like really see myself going all in on that. And, um, at the, the end of 2015, I decided to make another leap. I decided to shut down the fencing business completely and go all in on internet marketing. And um, it was a little bit easier this time to like, be like, I'm going to do this. I know I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to have any money. Again, I'm going to be in this situation. But like, I can see, and I'm getting so much feedback that like, this is my thing. Um, and I had to reinvent myself again. Like, you know, uh, I, I did that and made that jump. I remember the first month I did like $10,000 from my agency. And I was like, yes. And, uh, the next month I made nothing next month. I made nothing next <laughs> month. I made nothing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was June of 2016. I'd made some bad decisions on partnering with certain people in the industry. Um, and I was like, right where I remember like June, I think I made $300 and I was like, hustle, like what I perceived I was hustling every day. And I just could not figure it out. And, um, I remember, uh, the conversation I had with was basically like my wife's been, I would not be anywhere 
without my wife. Um, you know, I, and we've just played off each other, like our, our whole relationship. Like I helped, she was a, a, a high level, C level at a, a biotech firm. And, you know, now she left that, but she was just like, she was like, I love you. And this is how much it costs for us to live. Cause I, it's like, as my income disappeared, she was footing the bill. Right. right. And she just was like, look, I think that there's something in the way for you, whether it's your fear again about like having to do this and whether you know what you're doing and all this stuff and, you know, jumping into a new space. It's like, especially internet marketing, like there's just so many people and not even that it's like the guys that are crushing it. It's intimidating to think like, how could I compete with that? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like in this, like what, I don't have any value. I can, you know, I got a client, he's not getting results, blah, 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 blah. It's like all the stories that go on inside our head. And I remember she just said like flat out, like July, you have to come up with, I think it was like 1300 bucks. She was like, if you don't come up with 1300 bucks, like on this date, I'm going to sleep on the couch. If you don't come up with the 1300 bucks on a week after that, I'm going to move to my parents' house. And I love you. And this has nothing to do with how much I love you, but this like, there needs to be a consequence here. And yeah, and that's my wife. My wife is like, she will take a stand for somebody. And, um, and July, I, I just made it, dude. It was like, I think I had like, I was like $50 over my mark. And, but it gave me that like, okay, let me calm down here. But okay, I got to get to this point. And I started breaking everything down. Like, what do I got to do today to make some money? Do I have to do a console for 25 bucks? Do I have to ping here? Do I have to post this? And I just, it started this momentum train. And the next month I made more money. Next month I made more money. Next month I made more money. And we got to November and I was like, okay, I have like consistently five to $8,000 months. Right. And I, and I, but I, it's like, here comes my wife again. Cause I'm talking all this stuff. Like, oh, I really want to build an agency where I have like employees and I, and I'm not like doing everything. I'm not a one man band show and I'm good at doing that. Like I'm good at managing people. And we went on like our first vacation a long time. We went to Playa del Carmen, uh, Mexico. And I must've been like, just talking about how I want to do all this stuff. And she was like, look, I'm fed up of hearing you talking about this. Like, yeah, you're doing good with what you're doing. So either be happy with this, you know, the size of your agency and you doing everything or actually start taking actions on the stuff that I'm hearing you talk about. And then she drew a line in the sand. We were on the beach at night. She drew a line in the sand and she said, you have until tomorrow to tell me whether you're going to be satisfied with what you have, which means you're not going to complain. You're not going to tell me about all these things you're going to do. You're going to be satisfied with it and just work on that. Or you're going to do something about it. And you know, as happy as I am now about that conversation at the time, I was like, I can't believe that you're doing this and everything's going so well. And, um, you know, next day I told her like, I'm committed to going after it. And I, I got so like ruthlessly committed to building my agency, focusing on my zones of genius inside the business and putting myself out there that within uh, January. So January of 2017, I did $30,000. 
Wow. Um, I hired like that month. And basically I, I was no good at sales. So the first thing I did, I was like, I don't have the money. I'm hiring a sales guy. I hired a sales guy, which allowed me to focus on the marketing because what would happen is I would generate a lot of leads for myself and then I wouldn't close them, which would, it created this like spiral effect because it caused so much shame for not closing them that I would not want to run the ads because I'm like, well, I didn't make any money, so I can't run ads and I can't do marketing. Second, I got the sales guy in. We booked like 200 strategy sessions in January. We made $30,000. Then I hired an account manager. Then I hired a CTO. So basically since then till today, so that was January. Or I had the sales guy at the end of December 2016. So now I, I think we're up to like 25 employees. Um, we, you know, we're pulling in anywhere from 250 to $500,000 a month. Um, and we have multiple different business lines. Like we crush it. You know, I've ran ads for like a lot of same ovens, top seven figure guys. Like now we have a whole, like we got a whole team now, like crazy, but really like it all just, and you know, the adversity hadn't stopped. I got cancer that year, February, 2017. I got cancer. Fuck. Yo, and this is what hit my head. I remember for like three days, I like would not get out of bed. And I remember thinking like either God or like there is some motherfucking black cloud. Like, cause as soon as I like started getting momentum, I get hit with this and I'm like, I cannot believe this. And the real like role that I've been on was another mind shift. It was just like the me doing good in my business and having momentum and me coming down with cancer are two separate subjects. And like, if anybody's listening, they're familiar with Landmark. Landmark talks about um, uh, colliding um, ideas, or they call it collapsing reality, which means is that a lot of times people will take one circumstance and make it involved in another, saying like, my business is going is, is gonna to fail because they just told me I had cancer, right? Or like, I have cancer because this is like some way me it trying to mess up my business. Like I was like combining them and I like separated. I said, I have cancer. I have this business. I've done everything to get to this point. And I'm making a decision that no matter what's happening over here, it's out of my control, right? I got to go get tests. The doctors are going to tell me to do some stuff. I'm going to do it. And it's out of my control. That's all I can do, right? I'm going to, I'm going to go just as hard on my business or even harder than I was. And I'm going to put all my thought into that. And I did that, you know, and they, you know, it was like two, three weeks later, uh, I had testicular cancer. They're like, we have to remove one of your walls. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, and, uh, you know, the doctor's like, we have to do it today. And I, <laughs> and I actually was like, well, we're going to do it next week. Cause I'm flying to this mastermind <laughs> and, you know, I flew to the mastermind and I got back Monday night and I was in surgery Tuesday morning. And, um, my account manager has a picture of me. She messaged me. I was still in the hospital bed and I, and I was like, we got to get so-and-so's campaign going this, that, and the other. And that's just like, that was the attitude I took of it. And we just crushed it. And, um, you know, now it's just, the, it's just the same thing. It's like, um, 
we have, a, we have a lot of different businesses. So we have a white label agency for Facebook ads and we help a lot of other marketing agencies. Um, we have a three channel follow-up software, um, voicemail, text message, uh, email, that's called contact smarter. Um, and I have, you know, we have our own in-house developer and all that. Um, then we have, we run, we actually run courses. So we partner with a lot of other course makers and we manage the sales, funnels, uh, the content creation, um, the billing, the collectibles. Like we have a whole team for that. Uh, we have a boutique agency also. We have like three dozen mortgage brokers and uh, personal injury. Um, and then we have our own little marketing course. But yeah, there's a lot of moving parts now. Um, but I've just continued to like kind of step in them. Where's my zone of genius, right? which is marketing strategy and then hiring and finding the absolute best people that I can. Um, and, and we just have a real culture, like just like my wife, like now my wife runs, she runs all the operations and we bring that same culture into like coaching each other, coaching our team members, paying people as much as we can. Um, you know, like we just hired some video guy. I ran across a video of his on YouTube um, my buddy was like, you got to watch this guy's videos. So we met up with him. He's working in, you know, he's 30 years old, working in a warehouse and he just quit his job yesterday. We were like, quit your job. We're going to give you a full-time salary. We're going to match all that. And I, you know, he's like, and that's like, that's what we're all, everybody that works at, at, at my business. It's like all about that. Like, how can we create freedom? How can we create fulfillment? Like, and make as much money for all of this as possible. You know, so now he, we call him Chuck, now Chudward. He's going on tour with me for two months. We're, we're visiting every single client that we've helped over the last number of years. And we're going to do a whole documentary on, on that. And I'm like, come along, bro. Like quit your job, get on a plane. Let's go. Wow. Dude, that's in, what an incredible story, man. And I just, I'm fucking like shocked by the amount of things you went through there. It's funny because we have almost the exact same story in the beginning because I, I struggled the same thing, man. Like I was in bars, running bars. I moved to Australia. I was freaking, you know, I know how chefs are. I know how bartenders are. <laughs> we tend to get along. We're same sort, of, um, same sort of habits, right? You're always kind of going through the partying. You're, you're covering it up. You're sleeping in late. There's yeah. all these things. And I can really appreciate exactly what you're talking about, how you kind of get in this rut and you feel like, you don't have any other skills. You know, you feel like, you feel like, well, this is all I know. So how am I going to get the fuck out of this thing? Right. How, how am I ever going to, and then, and the hangovers and then whatever drugs you're doing, it just adds to the, to the, you know, you don't feel at your best ever. So you're, you're constantly telling yourself you're not good enough. And I mean, I, I can relate with, I was getting goosebumps when you're telling that story because, you know, I went through the exact same thing and to hear how you kind of decided that, you know, you needed to make a change and you just took action and having, you know, your wife and I, my girlfriend was the same way. Having that support, that love that, that actually just says, Hey, it's okay. You know, as long as you have that, it, it's so powerful, you know, and, yeah. and sometimes we could take that for granted having that support, you know, when you, when you're going through your, your hard times and, and having that to get through it is just so amazing. So now yeah, it's huge. It's huge because I mean, the one thing I'll say is like now I live, I live on the beach in Puerto Rico. Um, 
So I grew up in Philly, freezing my ass off. And that was one of those things on the dream board. And she would always hear me talk about it. Like when I say we used to post those, those pictures of the tropics, like that was me. That was one of my, my hits, my little drug hit would be like, ah, this could only be. And you know, the reality is it's, it's, it's there. It's there for the taking. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, absolutely. And okay. I want to talk about, I loved how you kind of got into the personal development because a lot of times, I mean, you hear about it more now, but a lot of times it's kind of considered sort of like hippie woo woo stuff. Right. And I, I, I'm a hundred percent into it's changed my life completely. Personal development, meditation, gratitude. Now, as far as let's, let's dive into that. How much that shift happened for you when you started to practice that and what specific things did you, did you take on as far as your daily routine that you really noticed that shift in yourself? Mm. Got it. Yeah. So, um, so for me, when I got sober, I, I was, you know, I, I came through 12 step programs and I was introduced to the idea of self-improvement. Right. Um, but when I really like transitioned into entrepreneurship, I started to really branch out and look for, um, more stuff, deeper stuff. And, um, uh, so there's a couple different things that really made a big difference for me. Um, the first one was uh, a type of uh, therapeutic training called Gestalt, and I found this through um, I found this through uh, a, gr- a men's group that's called um, the Mankind Project, and they also call themselves the Warrior. So it's not Garrett J. White Warrior, but actually some of the stuff that Garrett uses, if anybody's familiar with Garrett J. White, um, comes from Mankind Project. Mankind Project's been around for like thirty plus years. It's the biggest men's empowerment organization in the world. Um, but they do a lot of this, what's called gestalt therapy, which is, it's very physical type therapy, right? So it's not just talking, it's actually acting out some of the stuff, right? So it's actually like, you know, so, uh, one of the members might play the bully from school and I'll reenact the scenario, and work through it there. So that was a really big thing for me because it helped me really, um, helped me really like grasp what my fears were, especially in business because it's just, you know, it's fears that are getting in the way and, you know, all types of stuff. Um, so that was one landmark was another really big one because it helped me understand kind of more of, um, some technology around like the way that I think and commitments, um, especially with like sales and, and being willing to, if you heard me use the word, take a stand, um, being willing to take a stand for someone else, meaning being willing to confront them about something, but doing it in a way that's like, Hey, I'm doing this not, not only for myself, for the business, but I'm also doing it for you. And we use a lot of that inside of our partnerships is where we will have sessions where we're really allowed to just vent to each other. You know, where I could be like, hey, Lance, when you did this the other day, like, this is how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during those sessions, the, the, the person who's receiving that feedback, you know, needs to listen. They're not allowed to talk. They're not allowed to respond with a reasoning or excuse or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that really help. Like, when you look at how have I been able to scale, like, a large team? And if I were to ra- ramble off the people who are in my team, it would, it, it would be another story. I mean, we have people that have ran huge multi, multi-million dollar agencies that work 
for me. And all because we've just been able to attract top quality candidates because of the sh like all the personal development. Our whole company has been built and is run off of extreme ownership, personal development, spirituality. I mean, t some of the practices I got into was Native American spirituality. Um, but really, like, at its core, it's just about taking inventory. What am I afraid of? What am I not taking responsibility for? And why am I not doing that? Like, what's, what, you know, a, a good one my wife will always say is, what's at risk? You know, what's at risk if you don't do this? What's at risk if you do? Um, but it's just a lot of exploration. And, and a lot of that has come from um, groups like Landmark and Mankind Project and, you know, books like The Big Leap. That's like, you know, the big leap talks about this idea of upper, upper limiting that, you know, human beings are, their brain is still stuck in the, the ice age. Yeah, no, definitely. That, yeah. I mean, I'm going to check that out too. What is it called? Uh, the big leap. Big leap. We'll have that in the notes for sure. Yeah. yeah it's man. like a, you can't, it's like a book that's got a, like a fish jumping from a little, you know, that like I mean, that famous picture with the fish, goldfish yeah, jumps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big leap. Yeah, and this is this is what I love, man, about this is that I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but when you're starting on this journey, for me, I never thought I was gonna get into like self-improvement and personal development. I never thought that was the that was what I was going for. I was like, give me the fuck out of this industry. I wanna make my own <laughs> side hustle, right? I wanna make some money. Other people are winning, like why can't I win, right? That's what you gotta at the end of the day. But it's so intimidating to see that because we're constantly comparing ourselves on social media and all you see is this person winning and you're like, fuck, I don't got that. But as soon as you start to realize, you know, when you start to fill yourself up and you start to build value and then you, you're concerned about helping other people get that value, the whole positioning shifts, right? Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's what I found. And that's what I love what you're saying is because it's complete, it's the exact same thing as like, you know, you know, what I'm doing and what a lot of listeners are that are listening to this are the same sort of journey where they want to make that transition. You know, they want to go from like, holy shit, I hate what I'm doing, or maybe I don't hate it, but I don't have any time, but I want freedom, right? We all deserve that. But how am I going to do that? You know, whether I have, um, I'm addicted to alcohol, I'm drugs or whatever it is, I got a shitty boss. I hate whatever. It's like to be able to empower yourself to like, well, it's possible. It's just a matter of putting in the time. And I really love how you painted that picture, man. How like you went from like, you know, how, how, how it was difficult to make it as well in the beginning, right? Like, you know what? So, okay, you're on the path, right? Let's, let's go back a little bit. Like you're kind of becoming successful, but then you don't have success here. You, you have success and then you don't. So, you know, what were the real main factors with not getting success? Let's say with like, you know, cause a lot of people are doing Facebook advertising, like, was it a lot of like energy? Do you feel that the energy that you have and you put out to ads are super important to creating leads, the right yeah, quality yeah. of people? I mean, like, so, and you're, you're really hitting a good point. It's kind of like the unspoken secret of any industry, right? Yeah. Um, which is there's a ton of people doing it and there's a small amount of people that are being successful, right? And the human like lizard brain you know, thinks that, oh, they know some tactical secret, you know, or they're using this type of landing page and that's what's getting them success, right? And the reality is it has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It has everything to do with who they are, 
And who they are has everything to do with what work have they done, right? Like me without constantly trying to improve who I am as a person, not like at sales or at Facebook ads or anything like that. I can tell you that people look at me as like a Facebook ad expert and I am not a Facebook ad expert. What I am is when I take something on, it was a big shift. I used to be afraid to like try new things in business, right? And I had a mentor that said, Bob, the only, uh, the most incredible things are done by people who say yes to do incredible things and then figure out how to do it afterwards. And they stay committed to their, to their word. And I was like, what? And he's like, look, if somebody says, can you do this? And you don't, you've never done it before. Tell them that, yes, you can do it. And you're committed to making sure that they get that result. Here's a real example of that. And this has caused a whole trickle effect in my business. So in uh, late 2016, I took on this, uh, my very first roofing client. And he was like, can you generate roofing leads? And I was like, yeah, I can. I'll, I'll figure it out because I figured out everything else. I figured out how to build a fencing company by watching YouTube videos. I'll figure it out. And why, why I will figure it out is because I'm committed to doing and completing what I told you that I would do. No matter what it, it doesn't matter what way it looks like, I'm going to do it. And this is what I told him. You don't get results. I will work for free until this thing works. And he was like, all right, fine. So he paid me, right? Because I said, I'm going to work for life until I figure this out. And I didn't get him any results. We got a couple leads. He was like, this sucks. And I was like, look. I told you I would work for free and I'm going to stick to that. And he said, all right, there's going to be another storm coming up. Um, as soon as the next one starts, you'll go and you'll work for free. And I was like, okay, the next storm came. I tried a completely different strategy. I took something from a total different industry. I made all these tweaks and we crushed it. I think he spent like $1,500. We generated uh, something like 200 uh, roofing leads and they made $600,000. I didn't make a dime. I didn't ask him for a dime. And what happened was, is those results, I started sharing them all over the place. And I got this one client who has turned into the biggest referral source of my life. And this guy came in and he said, yo, man, like I saw, I saw on some group, somebody tagged you because of all these roofing leads. I'm actually a roofing marketer and I've been trying to like build my agency up and I'm looking for like how we could do that on Facebook. I started working with this guy. And I helped him build this roofing agency that has become kind of like famous inside the internet marketing space. Um, he's like, you know, now he's like one of Scalford's top guys or whatever. But I, it's like this dude has referred so many people to me, so many top industry guys. It's one of the ways I, I, I became friends with Mitch. Like, and it was all because of that, right? So if you look back on it, what, what was the spark of that? The spark was the first off the integrity that I had learned through self-improvement, right? The next spark of that was the fact that I can go out and I can do things that I don't know how to do, right? And I can give somebody my word and still stay in integrity around that. Because I know that when I give someone my word, even if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go to the ends of the earth. I'm going to find the right people to get the right information. I'm going to test enough stuff until I figure it out, right? So I can confidently say, yes, 
And what happens is the result, result is, is I get to do incredible things. It's just like the guy with, that runs the four-minute mile, right? Nobody said it was possible. The second he did it, the next year, 700 people did it, right? Yeah. So he didn't – that's how it works. I, yeah, man. Like a lot of people – that's what I like too. You just say yes and then you figure it out because there's so many different ways to figure shit out nowadays, right? Like if you yeah. got to ask somebody, ask for help, like – it's crazy. There's no reason why you can't succeed or at least try to succeed. There's, there's so, no reason. There's Google, there's YouTube. Like Actually, crazy. And what you're hitting on is the only reason why they, somebody can't succeed is if they're not fixing inside. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly. Like it's, and people can, people can feed off that, right? People read like, you know, what kind of energy? I mean, I can, I know when I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, uh, you know, I either jive with them or I don't, or I, I can see they're coming from a place of like integrity or, um, and you start to become more intuitive like that. You, you can, you can kind of tell people's, people's angle. And I find that super important because when you're dealing with people and helping grow a business, that's all it is. It's people. It's like, you know, how do you show up? What kind of people do you want to attract into your life? And, and, you know, I feel like the more you work on yourself, you know, the more quality you feel, the more you fill your cup, the more you can expect out of the people bringing into your life. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. No, I wanted to, um, I wanted to just go back to, to when you had cancer brother, like I, um, I, I was, I didn't know that. And that sort of, I wanted to touch on that side of things because cancer is tough. I lost my dad recently to it. It's, um, it's a horrible thing, but you know, okay, so you were in that situation, you had this business that's doing well, and all of a sudden you get hit with this shock, right? That obviously, if you weren't in the right mindset, you probably would have looked at it a bit differently. Like if you were your if you were a chef still drinking and you got that, things might have gone different, right? How did you approach cancer for anybody that's had it or experienced it? How important is that shift in mindset? for you to be able to overcome that and to be able to, you know, and, and, and be able to still thrive in your business and to the whole package to still, you know, come out on top. You know, I think it was like, it was those, those three days where I was really like, didn't want to get out of bed was in a lot of self pity. Right. Um, and coming out of that and kind of seeing like, okay, like I can handle this. Right. It's out of my hands as it is, you know, how do I want to go out? Do I want to go out in self-pity? Do I want to go out feeling sorry for myself? Um, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen, right? I don't have all the, the information. Um, and then what I did was I actually, I just started becoming really like open about it. I, I went to social media and I talked to all my friends and I said, Hey, this is what's going on. Here's the news, you know, and when I went, I went to that mastermind and like, I really, cause it was, you know, testicular cancer. I started kind of joking about it. Like I was like, you know, singing that, you know, I'm half the man, stuff like that. And it did, it kind of lightened the mood a little bit. Like it, it got it off from like just dreading on like the worst case scenario. Um, and just saying, Hey, something's going to happen. You know, it's going to be either good. It's going to be bad. It's going to be indifferent. And then, I'm going to deal with whatever it is the way that I'm going to deal with it. Um, but really just keeping like from, from the business standpoint, it was, 
you know, it was just looking at like, what's important is building my business important to me right now. And it is, you know, and if, if all my self pity was around, Hey, this is, this is getting in the way of me finally realizing like, like what I felt like was like me doing something I love being really good at it and having a lot of momentum and seeing money coming in. Like that's just a choice. It's a choice for me to let that get in the way. You know, yeah. I'm either going to let it get in the way and I'm going to act like a victim or I'm going to take accountability to it. I'm going to step up and I'm going to do something about it. And that's the thing I love about entrepreneurship. It's like the ultimate, like you got a choice. You can either sit down and not do anything or you could step up and you can do something. about it. Yeah, no, for sure. And, Anybody listening, like you got like Bobby's <laughs> was addicted to drugs, alcohol. The guy had cancer and he's been fucking successful. And like, honestly, if you're listening, like, what's your excuse? You know, if there's, you know, if there's any inspiration you can get from this, like, I mean, if you don't get inspired by this, I don't know what will, man, what will inspire you? Because to be able to go through those kind of things and to be able to overcome them and understand that, you know, it's actually happening. The adversity is happening for you you know, not to you. And it's that positioning. And the more people that become successful, the more I realize that that's kind of how they approach it. You know, yeah. it's what can I learn from this? You know, how can I apply this? And it's, uh, it's super powerful to the people out there listening, man, that, that are, that are on the journey that, um, are kind of in that feeling sorry for them phase. Like they haven't really taken off yet, or they don't really know where they're going sort of thing. So man, I, I, I really love hearing that. I also, I just wanted to touch in about um, how you, how you talked about earlier about how, like when you get up now for work, like you work harder than ever, but it actually, it actually feels like it's from the right place and you're doing it for you. Right. Is instead of like, you know, you're going as a chef, you're cooking, you're, you're, you know, in the back of your mind, fuck, I'm cooking a menu for this, for this company that doesn't really care about me. I'm working my ass off and for what? Right. And anybody listening out there going through that, it's like, how much better is that feeling for you knowing that, Hey, if I'm putting in, you know, 60 hours this week, you know, for myself, like how much better and rewarding is that feeling? You know, like, like how, like how, how much different is that? It's hard to explain. You know, there, there's one thing I will say that as I started building the team out, as we started getting bigger, that has also helped me increase my motivation um, increase our team, increase our profits is I really get motivated. Like my goal when I wake up is how can I uh, generate enough interest? Cause that's my part in our agency. My part is, is front marketing and, and, and strategy, right? How do I generate enough interest? How do I, how do I, you know, get in on as many stages as possible? How do I post whatever? Right. Because I know that, the more I do, the more I do that, the more money I make because I have a lot of partners. So the more money I make them make, right? So if I stay focused on how do I make all of my partners the most amount of money they've ever had, I'm taken care of. Yeah. Right. And just like I said, like the guy that we just, the, the guy that we just uh, hired who gets to quit his, his full-time job, make the same amount and now go after his passion of video that he's had since he's a little kid. Like I turned around on my team and I said, guys, like, like you guys made this possible for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And yeah, it sounds like you have 
what you're doing with your team is like really empowering them and really helping them become the best version of themselves. Right. And, and, and in turn that sort of represents you as a, as, as a boss, right? I mean, that's ideally who people want to work for is people that empower them to be the best version of themselves. Right. I mean, you said it, it's like business is about people yeah. on every level, clients, people that are inside. It's like, you know, it's like I have employees, I have business partners that it's like, we're always just like, how can we get better? How can you get what you want? Right. And that's one of the things we always ask people when they come to us We say, what is your ultimate goal? Because I know that if I, if I'm not focused on making sure that somebody who's, who's working with me or working for me, if they don't get their goal, their ultimate life goal, right? Like, yeah, they're going to leave. If I'm just focused on what I want, they're going to leave. Right. And that, and my business isn't going to be able to grow and their business, you know what I mean? So it's like, everybody wins. It's a, you're always looking for a win, 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 right? As many wins as possible. And, and it just makes everything work. They work better. I work better. I love it, man. Your, your positive attitude is, is, is great. And I, I got a lot out of this conversation. I'm sure a lot of people have as well, man. I want to make sure that uh, we get your, like, where can people find you, man? Let's plug you. Let's. Uh... <laughs> so uh, my website's bobbystocks.com. Um, on there, there's like, it's we're constantly updating with what products we have and, and all of our different courses. Cause we, we partner with a lot of courses. So we're in like every single industry. Um, and, or they can just, you know, somebody has a question about a book or, you know, different things that I'm reading. Um, they can just find me on Facebook at Bobby stocks and send me, I check my other box. <laughs> so, you know, if they send me a message, um, I'll get it and I'll check it. Awesome, man. All that will be in the show notes. So bobbystocks.com. Do we have any, like, or is, is it the same with Instagram and all your other social media platforms or? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just starting to roll into YouTube. So cool. that's, that's coming. But yeah, Facebook is, is where I'm posting daily, you know, content and, you know, entertainment. So awesome, man. I got to check it out. I got to check out your, uh, I, I, I love, I, I learn so much from people's posts and how they, their angles. And I just find it fascinating because social media is just, it's so important to not be annoying, but still be intriguing yeah, and entertaining. Yeah. It's like, I just love it. And good people have mastered it. And I just love I it. have, if you follow me on Facebook, you'll and, definitely and watch the interview. You'll, you'll, you'll notice I have a persona on Facebook. So on Facebook, I come across a little rougher around the edges um, which people are always surprised, like when they come to like masterminds that I have, because it's like I'm the exact opposite. I do like team building event, like exercises with my mastermind people, and I have people crying and I'm crying, but it's all persona. But that's kind of like how at least Facebook's platform works. It's like you know people want a certain type of entertainment and persona, um, but yeah, it's really like you get you get down deep and dirty down inside, and and that's always the game changer, right? Yeah. Um, who you are, not what you know. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, okay. I, one more question for you, man. I ask everybody, what's your one tip for overcoming adversity so you can go on to become the greatest version of yourself? I know we touched on it, but like, what's your one thing that sort of like, boom, jumps up at you. So I want to give them an action, right? Yeah, so, perfect. okay. So, um, if you're in adversity or you're having fear and you're trying to overcome, right? You're, you're, you are trying to overcome yourself. 
And I, as much as it looks like there's stuff that you need to overcome, you're actually trying to overcome yourself. Um, so what you can do, and it's like daily de declarations, right? But you got to do it in a mirror. And three times a day, as awkward as it is, you got to look at yourself in the eyes and you have to read these declarations out, right? Like, I, you know, I am capable of, or actually it's better to say, I, I state it as something that's fact, right? Yeah. So I overcome everything. And then you breathe in. And then you go on to the next one. It's so uncomfortable to do it. And this is something that I've been taught that I've done in places like that. And it kind of tricks the brain. There's a lot of neurological science that shows that the brain reacts from things that you actually say, right? So that you can change your brain by saying things. It listens, all right? So if you're looking at yourself, right? It's very hard to look at yourself right in the eye inside of a mirror. Look at yourself and declare things that are positive about yourself. You know, that maybe right now you're feeling like, mm, you know, maybe, maybe he's kind of on the low. Do that for like two weeks straight, three times a day, and you'll be sailing. I love it, man. Yeah, like statements of truth of who you are by looking at yourself. I love yes. that because I practice affirmations, that kind of stuff, but I didn't think about looking in the mirror. It's fucking gold, man. Oh, man, it's like... It, gets it adds, you like, like, another, it adds yeah. like another layer because like you're listening to it. Like I do it in like, you know in a trance state or I'll listen to Delta waves before bed or whatever, mm -hmm. but like actually looking in the mirror and saying that while you're, man, that's, that's powerful. I love yeah. that. It's yeah. an awesome. Cause then you're really, you're really saying it to yourself. Yeah. Right? And you're looking at yourself and yourself's like, Hey, okay, I can see yeah. it. I can hear it. I can feel it. All the senses. Right. Yeah. Awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on. Had a great chat. I could chat with you all day, but I obviously want <laughs> yeah. to respect your time. <laughs> So much value, brother. I really, really appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. This was great. All right. Bobby Stocks, everybody. Thanks so All much, right. man. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this is impossible. So I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible. We want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.